0: insightful informative irreverent we're ready 1220 kdow presents rob black in your money
1: Good morning. Welcome to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and much, much more. Happy April 18th to you. Tax day is over. So we got that to look forward to, I suppose. Which is nice. Got a good show for you planned today. Talk about the king. Warren Buffett being diagnosed with cancer. Prostate cancer stage one. Is this the time for most men to start learning what prostate cancer is and what we can do to be more aware of it? Perhaps. Stock Futures suggested a modest lower opening this morning after a surprisingly strong technical bounce yesterday. So we came in saying, okay, maybe we have had a bad month, had a bad week, but damn it, we're gonna go higher and we overwent it yesterday. So today we got the down down forty seven. The Nasdaq down one. The S&P 500 down three. Big headlines out there. Obama putting focus on the Rust Belt. Talking about the economy. That's where a lot of the swing states are. Every presidential election needs the swing states to basically pull it off. Halliburton profited. Jumps 23%. So we're in earnings season. Halliburton, big oil play, big infrastructure play. Intel had a decent report. IBM, above expectations. So earnings season's going fine. The rally yesterday was steady and firm throughout the day. But do we, the first quarter of the year, we were up 12%. Is there any way we're going to be up 12% again this quarter? No. Can we hold our 12% gains to like maybe up 6% for the year, which would be nice. Maybe. So this morning, European markets, 1% lower. Spanish bond yields, not a factor. Earnings reports are generating a mixed reaction. IBM, perhaps the most underappreciated and underreported success story in the past five years, decade. Stock's hitting an all-time high, basically, an all- every day. Stock's a little bit down because some trends in the sector and margins were worrisome. Look, you can be a pure athlete. You could run a five-minute mile, six-minute mile, seven-minute mile, eight-minute mile. At some point in time, you're going to have to slow down and break. Your numbers won't look as good. So Intel, nice report. Earnings were only flat with last year. Revenue was up one-half percent. But the stock had a pretty good run. Yahoo reported earnings well above the average Wall Street forecast. The accounting department traditionally finds ways to give a new CEO a boost. You know, Yahoo is probably on their fifth CEO too many. The company should have been sold to Microsoft as a shareholder. There's a guy who uses Yahoo as a portal and goes to the sports pages. You know what I'm saying? There are a few dozen other companies that reported yesterday after the closing bell. Only three have missed earnings expectations, so we're above 75% in meet or beat. The Intel IBM reports... Pretty good, but again, good enough to to sustain a market rally? Probably not. First quarter is going to be our worst quarter of earnings this year. But, you know, we're going to pay attention to this. There's no economic reports today. There's plenty of earnings reports to come. Bank of America, DuPont, Morgan Stanley, Verizon. I like shares of Verizon. GE and McDonald's, despite some strong gains yesterday, chopping cautious action through earnings season, still very, very likely. Competitor of Visa, a company called Square. Well, I don't want to say they're a competitor of Visa. They're seeking to raise a fresh round of capital, valuing the company at $4 billion. If the company's successful, it will have quadrupled its worth since raising $100 million at a billion-dollar valuation just 10 months ago. I'm seeing more and more people use Square, more and more people uh, uh, talk about it. It's not like something we don't know, but $4 billion? Square was founded by the Twitter inventor Jack Dorsey, who, I'm not going to say he's a good-looking guy, but when you're worth a couple billion, you definitely look a little bit better. He's quickly made accepting credit cards via a mobile phone into a mainstream and affordable concept for small merchants. Over the last year, it's quickly expanded beyond handling out magnetic swipe readers to more offer more robust experiences for both consumers and merchants. Is it the semiconductor in the card? Is it the magnetic swipe or the mag swipe, as they like to say? Rumors of Square looking to raise more capital started spreading after Owen Thomas, formerly of Daily Dot, noticed that Dorsey and Square CEO were in Boston, Baltimore, where a lot of institutional investors are based. The company's grown quickly. The company is a competitor of, of a PayPal, enabling peer-to-peer payments online. So the valuation's rich. So we know that PayPal was sold for about a billion and a half. Just months after going public, a valuation of about $800 million. So this guy thinks he's worth $4 billion without having, you know, all that pizzazz. You know, when PayPal came public, they were doubling revenue year over year. They generated $103 million in 2001. Slightly less than Square's estimated revenues. So comparing PayPal to Square, you have to say, huh, I'm not so sure that uh, two and a half times, three times is warranted if we base it on history. Again, I don't base everything on history, nor should you. Past is the past. Cree, their shares under pressure. The electronic component maker forecasts current profit below expectations. Intuitive Surgical, this is a company that makes what are called a Da Vinci line of uh, robots, so doctors can do incredibly complicated surgeries while staying far away from your chest, while a little robot they're controlling is inside your chest. That's pretty cool. So, Intuitive Surgical, or symbol ISRG, maker of surgical products, they said they benefited from the growing use of robotic surgical procedures with the Da Vinci line gaining popularity. One of the things that you have to know is that. Once you get somebody in your in your mindset, like once you go to Trader Joe's once and twice, you're probably going to three or four or five times. Once you get a doctor using your product once and twice, he's probably going to use it three, four, five, six, seven times. So there is some power there. Apple, which is uh, in today's heard on the wall heard on the street in the Wall Street Journal, great publication. They're being noted. Despite the recent pause in the meteoric rise of the stock, Apple shares may still be undervalued. So, that five day, 50 point down swoosh. Was it the pause that refreshes? Amazon.com has acquired the exclusive North American rights to 14 James Bond's books, written by Ian Fleming. Now, you're saying Amazon books. All retailers will be able to sell paperback editions with digital versions available, at least at first, only in Amazon's Kindle e store. I like watching Jeff Bezos. I think he is a, a damn interesting CEO. I think he's smart. I think he's good at setting up an ecology similar to what Apple's done. I think he's copying Apple. There's no shame in that. Apple's got slick product. Punching in Berkshire Hathaway. The man says, I got prostate cancer. Everyone knew this day would come. He's an old man. What's going to happen to the stock? it going to fall apart. Down $1,300 today, Berkshire A. It's $121,000 stock, so it's all relative. It's down 1% in a market that's down roughly one-third of a percent. So, maybe a little bit more selling. Who's going to replace Buffett? He's the Omaha. Or he's the Oracle of Omaha. <laughs> you don't replace him. So let's take a quick look at the market numbers again. Dow's down 38, NASDAQ down 1, SP 500 down 2, Euros down 10 year treasury up, Gold down, Oil down. It's pretty weak across the board. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, much, much more. On AM 1220,
0: KDOW. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800 800- Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM
1: 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. If you were an investor, you probably saw the value of the University of Kentucky drop yesterday. When all underclassmen starting lineup is leaving the school for the NBA after winning the men's college basketball national championship. Freshman Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd gilchrist Marquise Teague, Terrence Jones and Doran Lamb, sophomores, they're all gonna skip their remaining college eligibility so they could pursue professional careers. With that said, will they win the championship next year? Probably not. But this is a team that reloads, they just signed the number one All American a couple years from now, we'll see where they are. As an investor, the Vegas odds probably went from good to very, very bad fast. A player must be at least 19 years old during the draft's calendar year and 12 months removed from graduating his high school class to be eligible for the NBA draft. These are kids. One of the things that I hate or that, that stinks about it is no matter what you tell them, they're probably going to end up bankrupt because they want to buy Mama a house. And Mama gets a big house. And every year there's property taxes. And the basketball career ends three, four, five, six, seven, eight years later. And Mama still has a big house with big property taxes. So it's kind of an interesting way of looking at business of the employees. Certainly a big part of it. Bank of America is confronting $2 billion of bad home equity. Banking crisis not over, but the stocks have started to move higher in anticipation of, certainly within a reasonable time frame, most of it will be behind us. Bank of America's home equity mortgage portfolio exceeds its stock market value. Probably we'll say about $2 billion junior loans or bad assets tomorrow, even if some borrowers are still paying on time. Regulators are pressing the company for, you know, taking a charge for falling home prices that have wiped out collateral on many second mortgages, leaving them unsecured debt. So reclassification of debt could change that. It could make it look like Bank of America earned a lot more money or lost a lot more money, even though their cash flows just about right. Um... I saw a story this morning that was interesting. Apple stores perform 17 times better than the average retailer. I haven't been in an Apple store for a long time. I walk by them. I look in them. And I'm usually intrigued by how many people are mulling about. But according to new data from retail sales, Apple stores still lead in sales per square foot by a significant margin. As an investor, as a guy who picks stocks for a living... I can tell you that, you know, in retail, it's how big are you? The bigger your store, not necessarily a good thing. Apple stores feel just about the right size of retail. They have that, like, brookstone size store. They don't tend to get overly big and grotesque. But they make about $6,200 per square foot. Tiffany comes in number two. They're pulling in about 3000 Apples double Tiffany and coach comes in at number three, sitting right about 1800. Lulu Le love Lulu because Lulu Le makes the incredibly sexy yoga clothes that women wear. GameStop surprising comes in five on the list and then you get like Signets, Polo Ralph Loren, Whole Foods Market, Best Buy, Zale, Walgreens. It's a key metric in, in retail and it's again something you learn to look for. Something you learn to like feel good about when you start seeing it. Stocks are declining this morning. Not too bad. Could be a whole lot worse. Equity is retreating today as Intel and IBM too, the computer industry's biggest bellwether's posted the slowest sales growth in years. European slump weighed on orders. So what's happening in Europe is hitting Intel and IBM. So says they. Is this the beginning of the end? Um, other big stories that you got to know. Let's see. Um, yeah, there's a little story yesterday about Barack Obama paying more in taxes. Less in taxes, percent while, than his secretary. Are we that motivated to, like, rattle our sabers? Instagram. Remember how they got bought by Facebook? And I think it was a great purchase by Facebook for one reason. As we see more tablets and smartphones penetrate. (laughs) I said penetrate. As we see more smartphones and, and tablets penetrate. The desktop and the laptop kind of becomes a little bit goofier. You know, uh, I see people with a computer set up on their their living room table, because they they live in an apartment that's cute, but it's an apartment. So they don't have that home office thing going. So when you have that computer set up on your table, you check into your Facebook, yeah, okay. I'm getting better. I think I've only checked in Facebook twice in the last week. Like I want off. I want to commit Facebook suicide. But uh, so they bought Instagram, and Instagram at one point in said time was said we want two billion dollars. And you're saying two billion dollars for a company hasn't figured out how to make any money, and you're basically snapping people's pictures. Interesting, but see, here's the thing. Facebook is going to need the pictures because that's what I'm paying attention to when I go online. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, You're not jumping online to figure out like news updates at Facebook. You want to see what your friends are doing. A year later, Google Wallet, nowhere to be found. Google comes out with a lot of ideas. Some of them work, some of them don't. There's a company called 3M that's very, very similar. 3M who makes the post-it note. They give certain employees 10 to 15% of their time to do whatever the hell they want, as long as it's creative. And thus was created the post-it note. Google kind of does the same kind of thing. Now, Google Wallet was supposed to compete against PayPal. We were supposed to have it built into our phones by now. As of April 22, there will be a grand total of two smartphones capable of running Google mobile payments the Google Wallet, the Nexus S, 4G, and the Galaxy Nexus. That's it, too. A year after being introduced, the service is still limited to one carrier, Sprint, and one smartphone line. So, shortly before the Galaxy Nexus launched, word came out that Google Wallet would not be available for the device. That angered a lot of Android fans who expected to get the app on their phone. Now, Verizon said it won't support Google Wallet. Meanwhile, Google promised to keep trying to get the app on more devices and carriers. In the end... The small boys like the Google Wallet versus the established boys like Visa. It's one of the reasons I like shares of Visa. One of the reasons I own shares of Visa. It's tough to disrupt the biological 800-pound gorilla. AM 1220, KDOW.
0: black online at robblack.com now back to rob black and your money on am 1220 kdow
1: welcome back in rob black and your money i'm rob black talking money investing much much more safeway option traders are betting that safeway the cheapest grocery store chain in america will be acquired i would threaten short sellers that have pushed bearish wages to an all-time high Safeway's publicly traded. Their stock rose the highest on record this month versus puts on three-month contracts. People are betting against it. Safeway's up 12% in the last six days. The company has spurred deal speculation by adjusting executive payrolls in the event of an acquisition promoting its CFO. You know, vultures are who would probably want Safeway. It would take someone like a leveraged buyout firm to come in, take them private, and then try to spin them back out public as a leaner, meaner company. Of course, say if we not going to say anything about speculation. See if we get started back in 1915 in Idaho. They've got about 16, almost 1,700 stores. So, there's a lot of competition. Bargain hunting shoppers in the last five years have up on Safeway. They're a lot like the Walmart where or the target, kind of like that middle player, people are looking for more value. So stores like Walmart have jumped in groceries. Kroger up. Uh, it's tough in grocery right now. You know, it's real real there's not a lot of margins in the business. As an investor, you look at something like a Safeway and you go, there's you gotta eat food. But that would be naive because the margins were one to two percent. So one little mistake, and you know, you get burned pretty hard. Company has a big debt burden, maybe a little bit too large for some company like a KKR to come in and, and leverage them out. So we don't quite know yet, but we're speculating, and that's what you know Wall Street is. It's the art of the speculation, especially in the short term. There's a report out this morning about wireless seeming as contracting. Wallet wireless seems as contracting after the iPhone binge. The next iPhone launch is going to be a big one. It'll be the biggest of all time. And that's an interesting phrase, the biggest of all time. Does that kind of imply maybe ever? So when a consumer pays $200 for an iPhone, Apple collects $600 on the sale. That's a weird little thought, you know? <laughs> like, how does that work? The missing $400 comes from the carriers who subsidize the cost as a way of getting people to pay over $100 a month on data plans with those $200 smartphones. Unfortunately for the carriers, this plan hasn't generated the sorts of huge profits they'd like to see. So a lot of carriers could, in theory, want to lower that subsidy and say, you know, Apple, we're only going to give you 200 if they did lower the subsidy, then either Apple would collect less money per phone or they'd have a more expensive phone compared to the rivals, so the phone would go from 200 to 300 400. Now, Apple's getting ready to release the new iPhone 5 in September, October time frame. The iPhone launch is likely to be one of the most important smartphone product cycles we've ever seen to date. Product launches are important. Everything is set up for Apple to have the biggest smartphone release of all time. It's going to be on more carriers than ever. It'll probably release a phone that runs on LTE, the high-speed wireless network. If you add it up, it's going to be hard for one carrier to suddenly cut subsidies. The high-speed wireless network's, you know, hardware refresh makes it look you know, brand spanking new. So imagine AT&T says to Apple, we're only going to give you $300. Apple can say, fine. And they can make Verizon exclusive. So a lot of people think that they know for sure the way it's going to play out or not. And it's impossible to know. I own shares of Apple. But the wireless industry is expected to decline. One of the sharp reasons or one of the big reasons is the reversal in soaring iPhone sales in late 2011 may have satiated consumers' appetites for wireless plans. At the point where, and I'm not a poor man, but... It does kind of piss me off to see like $100, $200, 300 $400 in wireless plans, like a cable modem on top of my Verizon phone. It adds up. It's not good. It adds up and it's not good. So let's talk about some of the other issues facing investors these days. Right after we take a look at the market, it, we have the Dow down 34, the NASDAQ's down two, the S and p 500's down two. You know, I think we always live in a world where people are always going to be looking for like an easy end, an easy opportunity. I was sitting with Tony Mendez yesterday and uh, he was getting drilled on real estate questions. Right after his show, we met up and watched a little hockey. Long story short, a lot of people are like... is, is the downside done on homes? Is now the time to buy? Like, a lot of people want in. A lot of people think that, you know, uh, dot com boom part two is coming right around the corner. That's a little bit scary. Stocks are a little bit lower today. One of the things that you need to look at as an investor is considering learning how to invest for income. We live in a very low-rate environment right now, with a lot of high-quality bonds sporting minuscule yields. Investors are widening their search for income. I'm not a big fan of of, of bond funds because they don't necessarily trade the way you want them to. They're not. You could lose more principal than you would expect from a bond. Dividend stocks and high-yield bonds are popular. A boom in fixed income exchange traded funds offers more options. I'd be careful because a lot of those use leverage. Um, so you know, learn as an investor. You know, a boom in bond exchange traded funds doesn't mean that they're all going to be good. I like dividends. I like being paid for the, the shares that I own. I'm not crazy. Uh... I like stock buybacks. I know you know that. Hmm. Other big stories out there. Bobby Petrino. Fired as University of Arkansas coach. For having an affair with a 24-year-old woman. 25-year-old woman. University of Arkansas received 1.25 million in donations from the Donald W. Reynolds Foundation and its board chairman that cite the courageous leadership of the athletic director and firing football coach Bobby Petrino. Las Vegas-based Reynolds Foundation gave $1 million, the university said in a statement. Foundation chairman Fred Smith donated 250000 to support the school's student-athlete success center and will now be called the Jeff Long Student Athlete Development. So, you know, how the cookie crumbles for those who... Uh, Make a mistake of having a wife and four kids and getting on a motorcycle and crashing it with a beautiful woman on the back. Her life's ruined. And that's, to me, that's one of the tragedies of this. I understand women being impressed with power. It goes back to, you know, 2,000 plus years. So it's pretty normal. Um, Obamacare is still in the news. We're going to be paying attention to that in the days coming down the road. A lot of people made a lot of money off that short-term. Will they make a lot of money off of it long-term? You know who loves the tablet computers now? Retailers. It's interesting to know that Apple's iPhone came out. People were describing it almost in sensual terms, the stroking, the touching of the user interface, the way it gave users exactly what they needed thanks to the mini accompanying apps. But a lot of retailers are starting to tap into, you know, tablet omics. It's a more sexy experience when you go shopping and, you know, they're they're looking up information for you on a tablet. They're showing you how it might look on you on a tablet. There was a recent study by Viacom And more than 50% of respondents said their tablet made them feel happier, more relaxed. 49% said tablets made them more effective at managing life. Retailers, you know, they get that people can be played because shopping can become a transcendent experience. So they're investing in tablet technologies. Macy's and Nordstrom are a the tablet in their stores. Nordstrom in particular is using tablets in innovative ways, connecting the consumer to the factory with a recently launched iPad app called Made to Measure. As that name would suggest, Nordstrom developed with uh, a, an app that would let you pick the fabric, the style, maybe a silhouette, even give details like lapels, pockets, and vents. So it's kind of cool. It'll be interesting to watch this this development. Hey, don't forget, you can find me out uh, online, robblack.com, robblack.com. My email address is RobROB R-O-B, at robblack.com. I've got a Twitter feed and a YouTube feed, Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. Uh, I'd love for you to be there. Typically, three to four times a week, I give you a, you know two Twitter for hits a day. My YouTube channel is updated daily with non-radio and television content. So there's many, many, many ways to experience Rob Black. Let me count the ways. One... Radio Show 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. 2. Television 545 on Channel Four Cron. Three. Well, YouTube and Twitter, Rob Black Show. You got the idea. This is Rob Black and your money. AM 1220.
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. We have a negative day on the Dow down 21. Positive day on the NASDAQ up one. The SP 500 down one. Euro's gaining a little steam. There's a little flight to safety into the 10-year treasury bond. Gold down nine buckaroos since 1640. A lot of people think that gold could really fall apart or that its best days are behind it. I would mostly agree with that if you continued buying into the story that the U.S. economy improves and that the dollar improves and that maybe the euro weakens. There was too much, too far, too fast in gold. You know, for some bulls, which again... This may be the case. This could be the pause that refreshes. I think all good things do come to an end. Chief investment strategist at a company called Chart Profit. Believes gold's best days are behind it. He thinks there's a bubble in precious metals that's about to collapse. I think the froth is coming off. I think that's probably the best way of saying that. Not quite sure that's exactly how we need to explain it, but... The easy money is probably behind it. Let's talk about some other issues out there that are important and of note. We have a stock market that we continue to pay attention to, but you know there's other things that you have to pay attention to. I told you, Square is basically getting another level of funding, so it'll be worth about four billion dollars. Square charges 2.75% per swipe transaction and 3.5% plus 15 cents per keyed in transaction. So you can start seeing how their finances are going to work. Getting a little piece of the action. I own shares of Visa. I like the transaction business. Now, if you wanted to get into the credit business, you'd be talking more like American Express or Discover, Capital One. I'm not crazy about the credit business. Because, basically, you've got a... (laughs) What group of people do I not want to insult? If you're slow, you can get a credit card. If you have no income, you can get a credit card. If you're slow and no income, you can probably get two credit cards. The world's oldest lady on the planet was a woman named Lady Calment. She lived to the age of 117. She smoked at the age of 21. She lived to 122, excuse me. She stopped smoking at 117. So for 79, 89, 96 years, she smoked. That's unbelievable. I don't smoke. I find it to be nasty. I find it to make your teeth all janky. But it just goes to show you, like... Some people are more prone to disease than others. We're just talking about Visa and credit cards. There's what's referred to as a battle of the plastics. No, we're not talking about silicone. We're talking about the battle of the plastics. Credit cards. Until recently, debit cards offered a one-two punch. Credit cards couldn't match, a convenient way to access money without the fear of going into debt. Along with the generous reward programs, banks, however, have cut back on those rewards over the past year, and in some cases have imposed new fees, while credit card issuers continue to sweeten the pot. Good website called Card Hub. You can learn all about the 0% promotional rates in situations like that. A lot of incentives, and you know, I'm not against incentives. You have to use them wisely, and most people don't, but I'm not against incentives um, I know people who are like, "I bought a new TV with all my cash back." As long as you're paying on time, getting that bill under control, if you want to play the incentives games, go. Just don't let it get. Don't let a thousand dollar TV become fifteen hundred dollars in interest. So don't do that. IRS day is over. If you're a young investor. My advice to you is you want to open a Roth IRA. If you're offered a 401k and you make less than 150000 you want to max out your 401k and you want to also max out the, the Roth. And that means you let men buy your drinks at bars, that's fine. If that means you cancel cable TV and you read books, that's fine. You can open a Roth no matter how young you are, as long as you have in earned income, a Roth is after tax contributions. It grows tax deferred and it comes out without taxes, which is a compliment to your 401k because your 401k, if it's a million dollars, after it's taxed 15% federal income, 850. After the state of California gets their piece, 750. After you pay sales tax, 650. So you can see the way taxes eat away. A million dollars isn't that much. $650,000 is what? $50,000 for not that long. So you got to have a million plus in retirement. Roth withdrawals in retirement age are generally tax-free. So you can get that, you can stay in a lower tax bracket and and get that RV. You can withdraw all your contributions and up to $10,000 of earnings to buy your first house tax and penalty-free. Once the account has been open for at least five years, unlike a 401k, Roth IRAs give you more flexibility to maximize your contributions to the account each year. While you're still limited to $5,000 in annual Roth contributions, you get a 16-month window to fund the account. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. You enjoy greater freedom of choice with a Roth IRA than with a company retirement plan. You can leave your money to grow in a Roth your whole life if you want to. You know, with a 401k, you got to start pulling money out at, four, at 70 and a half. Not so with an IRA, a Roth IRA. Not forced to do anything. So even when you're gone, your Roth IRA is still going to be doing good. You can pass your account funds on after you die. Your heirs can receive the money in annual or lump sum distributions the same tax-free way. So it's a cool way of doing financial planning. Cool. Oh, I do the greatest show on radio. In my own head. Some days better than others. You're listening to AM 1220. KDOW, I'm Rob Black. Welcome back again. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? I want to know. How's the market doing for you? Do you feel comfortable? Are you saving enough for retirement? I tend to think that most people don't, and I tend to think that most people will regret it. I'll give you an example of that in just a minute. The Dow is down fifty one this morning, the Nasdaq down eight, the SP five hundred down two. US faces big tax and budget test at year end. This is a year where we've got a lower payroll tax, got lower income taxes. At the end of the year, there's some issues that are going to kick in, and like our country may not be in a good position. Government's going to face a major test on whether it has the capacity to govern when it faces big tax and budget decisions. Before 2013, the country will be forced to deal with the expiration of tax cuts for nearly all taxpayers, automatic budget cuts, as well as another debate over raising the country's debt limit. It's going to be a big test in Washington, a big test for the country. Can we govern ourselves? I got an email recently just, again, trying to show you how unprepared people are, and I mean this with respect. I'm not trying to be insulting, mean, or cruel. There we go. A little email drop. Rob at com. Got an email from a couple. They work uh, one at Cisco, one at Microsoft, based in Santa Clara. He's 44. She's 42. Two. or actually it's the other way around. He's 42, she's 44, so she married a younger man. Congratulations to her. They've got two children, seven and five years old. They've got no will. They've got no trust. They've got 70000 in the other portfolio. They've got nothing in our IRA. They've got nothing in a Roth. And they've got 160000 in a 401k as well as ten k in a joint account and ninety five k in an other account. Now, their question was about receiving deferred comp benefit from father passing on. But when I look at this, I'm I'm adding it up, and let's do it, you know? 230, 240, 340. That's, for the Bay Area, that's not a lot of money. Now, because there's kids, seven and five, I don't know if they're going to public school or not. I don't know their incomes. But that's not enough money for their age. They're starting to get towards the golden years, and I still see, you know, big college expenses there unless they're not telling me something. With that said, you know, uh, save as much as you can as early as you can. They were asking ultimately about how they should receive some money. Should they take it in a lump sum or annually? I say taking it in a lump sum. It lets you make the decisions instead of someone else make the decisions. Got to be comfortable making decisions, though. That's the trick. That's the rub. That's the genie in the bottle. So I saw yesterday uh, Warren Buffett said that he's got prostate cancer, a cancer that's not as sexy as breast cancer. Not a lot of race for the cure for men with prostate cancer, right? I'm not making fun. I am not making fun in any way, shape, or form. Just noting It's a cancer that probably won't kill him. Old age will probably kill him first. So uh, I think that's worthy of note. There's different ways to invest. and Typically, stocks, bonds, and real estate are the way you want to think about it. Stocks, bonds, but there's also other ways to invest. There's managing your debt there's marrying well. I was talking to someone recently who, uh, out of college, had the college boyfriend become the college fiance. And, you know, a year in, you start seeing debt that you didn't know that person had. And now that's your debt. So, you thought you were like kinda even-steven bringing some assets to the table. But he liked to party, he liked to travel. Not necessarily on stupid stuff like Xbox, but, you know, we're making 100, $120, 150 in the Bay Area and not saving money. Still managing debt many years later. I don't know. One of the things that uh, I wish people who are younger would figure out is, like, it's not an arms race. You know, a couple days ago I did a story on the average prom now costing over 1000 bucks. Which is crazy. My producer seven's got a daughter who, you know, came out of prom season a few years ago, but that, that's like one half of a month of funding your retirement plan. And what's interesting about it is poor people who make 20 to 25,000, they tend to spend $2,000. They, they do double the average because they know it's their kid's only big day of their life. And if they don't find a husband or a wife on that day, it's over. Cause they ain't going to college. So one of the things I like to continue to talk about is like, be cheap, be frugal. You know, if your city has a, a lake, go walk around it. It's kind of a cultural center. You'll get to see people, get to know people. I split grocery buying with you know Trader Joe, Trader Vicks, Trader Joe's. <laughs> I buy my, my groceries at Trader Joe, or Trader Vic's, glurg, 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 glurg. Mm, I love scotch. Scotchy's got scotch, scotch in my belly, belly, belly. Um, so I like the free concerts. I like the free parks. Shakespeare in the Park, Museum Discount Days. If you go Google Museum Discount Days, there's companies like Target who, who, who sponsor Family Days. And that's awesome. You get to get to a cultural museum for free. Um, comedy clubs, open mic, you know, amateur nights. It may not be Chris Rock, but it's still a night out with your loved one. Food trucks. It may not be the most romantic dinner, but in LA food trucks are like pretty hot. Portland, they're pretty hot as well that these are restaurant quality food trucks. Some fine hotels send their, their chefs out with in trucks now. Eat at home always. Oh uh, What else do we need to do? Bike rides are always fun. So be, there's multiple ways to be an investor, and again, marrying well is one of them. In this day and age, you know you need a credit report. You need to look at you know is the person you're marrying a spender or they saver? If they have a problem with the IRS, you need to know because you think you're coming in at fifty fifty, and you're coming in at forty sixty. If you're coming in at thirty seventy, like his debt is that big or her debt, you need to have a conversation. So anyway, please pass that on to people. You can have it all. It, it, it's, it's pretty easy to do. The mistake that people make is that they, they go in kind of blind. So don't be that person. The mortgage plans, we're continuing to pay attention to Bank of America. It's earnings season. Earnings season has been pretty good, all things considered. One of the things that I want to get out of this earnings season is uh, how does Bank of America hold up? As an investor, you want the banks doing well. It's a really odd concept. But if banks are doing well in the stock market, then their stocks are probably doing well on their balance sheet. And their balance sheets are probably saying, "Eh, we can lend Rob some money. Intel, the largest semiconductor maker, they dropped 1.8% this morning after forecasting gross margins that were lower than expected. IBM was lower today. Sales missed forecasts in Europe. Berkshire, halfway down 1% after Warren Buffett was diagnosed with stage one prostate cancer. Apple got a lift ahead of their reported results. Analysts targeted $750 on the stock. You're listening to AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Let's take a break here. Coming back in a few
0: minutes. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: So tomorrow I have to give a speech at an insurance conference in Walnut Creek at 9 a.m., so I'll probably do a little best of in the second hour. That's unfortunate. I hate missing radio. But I was talking with a friend yesterday, and I almost got weepy. I'm doing a lot of media right now, and it's starting to take a little bit of a toll. Not on my physical health, but a little bit. Uh, gotta lose a little weight. But even more importantly, uh... Just a little mentally, just, I don't know, I'm not, it's not as enjoyable. That's one of the reasons I took a couple of days off last week to, you know, start thinking about, you know, my next big thing. I think every five years you should try to reinvent yourself a little bit. Uh, what do I not like? I, I, I get up at five. Sometimes I work till seven. Now, I get breaks in between there. I don't do emails any time after seven. I try to catch, you know, a ten-minute nap in the day. If at all possible. But I'm not moaning, I'm not bitching, I'm not complaining, don't start crying for me. Um, I got a pretty sweet life, pretty good career. But I kind of need to move things more consolidated. So, let's talk a little bit about you. And I got a little weepy, a little teary talking about that yesterday because, uh, you know, sometimes my career has been very front loaded in the day, sometimes it's been very back loaded. But right now, it's just stretched and just, Sucks. Some mistakes that investors make, and if you eliminate these, you'll become a better investor. Paying yourself last, I don't get people who do that. When I was in college, one of the things I did was I paid myself $166 every month into a mutual fund. So that would add up to $2,000 into an individual retirement account. That's before I bought beer. That's before I bought books. Notice I put beer before books. Uh, in college. That's funny. Got a pretty interesting story about my first beer. And this just goes to show you, like, it's not going to be what you think. I was 21 years old on a date, and a girl ordered me a beer. And I was like, shh, I'm in trouble. I didn't really like the taste of beer. I think beer is an acquired taste. And once you have multiple of them, you you really learn what your taste is. So that's the story on how I got in my first, I probably wouldn't be a beer drinker if someone didn't put one in front of me and well, let's just say have different chromosomes than me. I don't know. Do people have different chromosomes? I might be making that up. So paying yourself last is one of the biggest mistakes you can make. If you don't make saving investment a priority, your balance will never grow. You can't do it 10 months of the year or nine months of the year. You gotta do it every single month. Your bank can help you automatically, you know, send payments to places. I highly recommend that. You got to max out your tax advantage accounts. For those of you who put in 3%, it's not enough. 10 to 15% minimum. Wow, that's hot water. So taxes take a big, significant amount of your money. So if you're not paying Uncle Sam 10 to 15%, or 20 or 25% as some people pay, 28%, that money, and when I'm saying 10, 15, 20, 25, I'm talking about 10 cents on the dollar, 15 cents on the dollar. If you're paying that to Uncle Sam before you're paying yourself, shame on you. You're paying more taxes than you need to, but again, you're not so funding your retirement account. Investment fees are another killer. 401k accounts often have limited investment options. I would rather have an average fund with no fees than a great fund with high fees. Another mistake that people do is like uh, a lot of trading. Every time you trade, it's a little cost here, a little cost there. People buy high, sell low. They tend to get excited when others are already have made money. I own shares of Apple, and I look at that recent pullback as, hey, there was your chance to get your 5 to 10% correction if you wanted in. You don't want in, that's fine. But there it was. So... Now, other people will say, well, technically, it's starting to break apart. It looks like the Titanic, it's going to split in two. That's fair. We're all allowed to have our opinions. Brad Pitt, pretty good looking guy. Although Moneyball, I have to to say, pretty awful movie. And again, it just goes to show you like we're brainwashed, right? We think it's supposed to be good. But Brad Pitt has been quoted on saying that he has a psychological defect, which is the fear of reversing his car and never backs it up. (coughs) Excuse me. Can we get a woe on that? Do we believe that? I don't. (laughs) Brad Pitt won't back up a car? I don't believe it. Oh, go get a glass of water. (laughs) I do need a glass of water. What's happening? Help! Um, Cubicles are being replaced by communal tables. I don't like that story at all. Chesapeake Energy is in the news today. It's a big natural gas play. Wow. I did something wrong. Okay, I'm back. Shares of Chesapeake Energy down 9% today. Their CEO, who's a guy I don't really like. He gets on CNBC a lot. It's on CB, CBC a lot. He's just kind of a creepy guy. Aubrey McClendon. He borrowed about $1.1 $1. $1 billion from his own company and it wasn't disclosed. So Chesapeake Energy shares are going down today. He secured the funds using his stake in Chesapeake Wells as collateral. McClendon and Chesapeake told the media company that the loans do not pose conflict of interest in their, in their private loans. Something I just don't like about that, using your company as a kind of a little play tool, which, hey, I'm guilty of. You know, I own a business or two, and I'll be like, hey, if I go to Hawaii and meet with a client, right off, As a contract worker, you know a lot of your miles are deductible as a W2 worker not so much so I, I'm the first one to take advantage of corporate perks if they're if they're out there legally <laughs> You can find me online at robblack.com robblack.com. One of the things you need to learn how to do is, is stock screens. some of the things that you can screen in a stock screen are stocks that are 52-week highs. Find out what stocks are doing well. One of the things you can screen in a stock screen are earnings per share surprises. What companies tend to beat? You can screen price-to-earnings ratios, dividend yields, income statement growth. Kiplinger.com has a really good screener. You can find it at kiplinger.com. It's K-I-P-L-I-N-G-E-R.com. AM 1220. K-D-O-W. AM
0: are now open. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. One of the things I was talking about before we took a break there is learning how to screen stocks. I think it's important. Um, like earnings per share revisions. Earnings per share growth. Sales growth. Valuations. Return on investment. One of the things I really like on a company is the ROE and ROI. And it's something that you're going to need to pay attention to. If you want to become a good Investor. 52-week highs, I like seeing. It doesn't mean I like investing in them. Dividend increases, I like seeing them. It doesn't mean I like investing in them. But, you know, there's popular criteria. Yeah. And then there's some non-popular criteria. Dividend yield change, average volume. um. 52-week highs, like I said, is an important one. And it doesn't mean you need to invest in them. You just need to start studying. What are you looking for in a company? What's important to you? Is it the P.E.? Is it the dividend yield? Is it the volume? Is it the valuation of price to earnings or price to sales? Is it debt to equity, price to book, price to sales? Uh, Is it forward P.E.? Is it backwards P.E.? Is it two years of P.E.? Is it five-year average of P.E.? Do you like the companies that tend to have little earnings surprises? And this market, IBM and Intel came out with earnings surprises that didn't really move the stocks. In fact, those earnings surprises were built in a year ago. Those earnings surprises would move the stock. U.S. wireless market looks to be heading for a wall. That's a big story out there. Goldman Sachs boosted its 12-month price target on Apple, to 750 bucks. Why do you care about Goldman Sachs? I don't work for Goldman Sachs. You care because they've got hundreds and thousands of brokers that work for them. Goldman Sachs is not only sticking with its conviction buy rating on Apple, but it's also boosting the price target. So this morning, some of the creepiest guys in America, known as stockbrokers, stuffed in suits like sausages. Got on the phone and started working it. And, you know, their research department at Goldman Sachs said it's going to be the first full quarter with a refreshed iPad, a lower-priced iPad 2, a fully ramped iPhone distribution channel. In other words, the June quarter will be a quarter where they start to manifest some earnings power. And when you use that word manifest, watch out. You know, when you start saying things like our manifest destiny... mani petties. that's an area where women and men can both save money. Now, I think way too many Americans wear sandals and flip-flops who shouldn't be wearing sandals and flip-flops who should be getting mani petties. but that's an area where you can like spend some money pretty fast. It ain't cheap. Let's talk about some other issues that are out there. Is today Earth Day? I keep seeing stories about Earth Day the band's Levon Helm in final stages of cancer Levon Helm's family is asking for your prayers 71 year old courted billboard Helm was diagnosed with throat cancer in late 1990s intensive radiation treatment left him with weathered raspy voice the band uh, uh, you know some of their hits up on cripple creek the night they dribbled dicks down and rag mama rag so yeah, you never like seeing that, but you know, at 71, you kind of expect it comes with the territory, right? Let's talk about some of the other basics out there that we need to know. You got to like get up to speed on real estate. You can't fall in love with it. Got to get up to speed with credit and money management and life crises. Uh, you should have a household budget worksheet. shape. I know that's not fun. You gotta, get, you gotta get good at figuring out your insurance companies and how to pay your claims. You know, a lot of us have FSA accounts that they give you a little credit card that basically never friggin' works. So you gotta get good at paying it and sending in uh, a request to be paid back. That's a lot of money. A lot of people leave a lot of money on the insurance table. Making good financial decisions is not easy because we're not taught this stuff. Learned about tax breaks, tax planning, tax prep. Learned about mutual funds. I prefer index funds or exchange-traded funds to mutual funds, but I'm not stupid enough to say that's always going to be the case. Because I may like Brazil. No, I don't like Brazil. I hate Brazil. I'm picking on Bra- I'm picking on Brazil now instead of picking on. Uh, I've changed my tune I'm going 18% nicer right just get a little bit better with your budget get a little bit better with uh, being an investor a little bit better with your insurance a little bit better with uh, who you marry I, I don't think going Dutch with a partner who's upside down in debt makes a lot of sense I I don't think that's fixing the problem. Remember that you're not gonna be clairvoyant ever when it comes to picking stocks and mutual funds. So the way you have to look at it is 40 years. And if you're 30, the way you have to look at it is 30 years. And if you're 40, the way you have to look at it is 20 years because you're gonna work from age 20 to 60. I remember in the last market plunge, People were panicking, like they didn't believe in stocks anymore. You got nothing but stocks, bonds, and real estate. that are going to make you enough money so that you can retire in comfort. So you have to believe in it, and you have to give it time. Look at the last 40 years of stocks, or bonds, or real estate. You want them all. Look at the last 40 years, and what's happened in the last 40 years. Nineteen. 70 So we still had a little bit of the Vietnam conflict going on We had a president assassinated, we had high oil We had gas shortages in the United States We had the Iranian hostages You had a decade of greed in the 80s You had a savings loan thrift collapse Decade of greed in the 90s with the dot coms Real estate era of greed in the 2000s Like it It happens but look at how all of these work out over time. That's what you want to be paying attention to. A couple other things that uh, you know you have to get in on is diversification. You want a little small cap, mid-cap, large cap, little international, a little bit of income. I'd call that five things, which means out of 100 percent, that's 20 percent. As you're older, you want a little bit more income as you're younger. In bad years of the economy, you want more small cap. You want some international, for sure. Because that's where a lot of the economic growth is going on. We're pretty built up. We're pretty mature in the United States. I'm not saying we don't have a lot to go, but because we do, we have capitalism. But we don't have, a lot of, we don't have a lot of superb growth ahead of us. Especially since taxes are going to expire this year and we're looking next year like budget issues. We're not going to be Grease. But we're certainly not going to be drunken sailors. Which, for the record, I always love drunken sailors. I think drunken sailors get a bad rap. Um, I like Green Mountain coffee. Like, I like that fresh cup brewed coffee. Pots of coffee don't really work for me. and Grinding don't really work for me. Not because I'm lazy, but because I'm lazy. Ah. Uh, they said their K-Cup sales decelerated by 49% in the latest quarter. So they're starting to cool off. You can't invest in that kind of growth. You've got to be careful of that. So be careful of it. Student debt topped $1 trillion last year to pay off loans. Student debt $1 trillion. It's funny because some people will take 75000 $100,000 in debt to become a poet major. My kid becomes a poetry major. I'm going to batter him. I won't fry him, but I will batter him. You know what I'm saying? $900 a month loan payments eat up 60% paychecks for most of these people. You can't live off that. You got to take second jobs and third jobs. Now, again, some of us in the Bay Area, it's an affluent area. So we live in a very, very false reality. Total U.S. student debt topped $1 trillion last year. Most students get little help from colleges in choosing loans or calculating payments. Most pre-loan counseling for government loans is done online. And a lot of students pay only fleeting attention to documents from private lenders. More than half of student borrowers fail to max out government loans before taking out riskier private loans. Students borrowing from private lenders drop 74%. You know, students can't afford this anymore it's such a sad burden because I think our youth is pretty uh, inspired and pretty smart but that's a lot of debt burden to come out of college with a lot of debt servicing in your 20s when you should be figuring out who you are here's an AM 1220 KDOW I'll come back and do a little market recap for you a little bow on the show
0: to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. Welcome back, in Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money investing and more. Um, Harry Dent to me is an idiot. I think there's a lot of gurus out there who do everything they can to sell books and to be right in the media. They'll basically say just about anything. That's fine. I think our society needs idiots because it makes me look better. I got an email from someone who you can email me, Rob, at robblack.com. But, oh, good golly, now it's not popping up. Let's see if I can do it one more time. Basically, she's talking about her office is just filled with a lot of Harry Dent fanatics who drive the rest of us more conventional investors crazy. They've been in cash the last few years and waited for a few more years till Harry's big crash comes. They're losing money to inflation, plus the market's up 100% in the last three years. I'm glad they're in cash. They're idiots. I know that, you know, all of invest in trailer parks because of people like that. Harry Dent, his prophecies differ like gold and clay. Profits of doom and gloom are often criticized because they've got very much so a stopped clock mentality. They're bound to be right twice a day. Financial newsletter writer and best-selling author Harry Dent. He can lay claim to being a prophet of both boom and gloom, depending on where we were. You know, thirteen years ago he called for Dow thirty-five thousand. Let me take a quick look and tell you where we are today. It ain't thirty-five thousand. It's down thirteen thousand. So he's wrong on that. His book in nineteen ninety eight called The Roaring Two Thousands Building and the Wealth and Lifestyle You Desire in the Greatest Boom in History. Well, he looks kind of stupid on that one too. Now he's gone negative and he talks about the great crash ahead, strategies for a world turned upside down. He sells books. He doesn't sell investments. He sells books. Um, in the past 24 months, he's got an ETF out there called the Dent Tactical. And people invest in it thinking that this guy knows what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. Now, again, he has a microphone. CNBC loves the fact that he's willing to say something shocking, he's willing to say something that gets people's attention. It's So I believe it was Karen who sent me that email. Yeah. You just got to ignore the people in your office and laugh at them. I mean, seriously, laugh at them. In large part, they don't know what they're doing. And they're listening to a newsletter writer. I don't listen to insurance people for investments. I listen to investment people for investments. I don't listen to newsletter writers for investments. You know, I I take a look at his stuff and say, you know, there's some some merit here, merit there. But I don't have time for his, his trash. Harry Dent Jr. is the son of Harry Dent Sr. I know you're saying that's cool. That's a stretch black. Tell me something more I don't know. His dad was a big Republican strategist. His dad was basically a guy who studied consumption. So there is some, some, some thoughts to how do we consume. Economic growth is hitting stall speed. Real gross domestic product is still below its fourth quarter 2007 peak. The stock market... Still well at its 2007 highs, but it's getting there. It's not the consumer spending, and again, I just don't think he's got the right touch. Look at the roaring 1990s when the S&P 500 quadrupled in value, with the sick 1970s when the S&P 500 barely eked out a gain. Tied towards his consumer spending ideas, he's wrong. The age and the baby boomers will bring a slowdown in consumer spending and proportionate increases in the growth of consumer savings. But we can't quite sure to be definitive in any role that anything happens out there. That's where we make mistakes is when we try to do static analysis. Things are dynamic. Uh, India continues to grow. Yeah, we can have a little bit of a slowdown in the U.S., Apple being recommended by Goldman Sachs today. Stocks are declining a little bit. It's one of those days that it's not really up. It's not really down. The NASDAQ's down three. The SP 500 down three. The Dow's down 52. So the Dow's feeling the biggest number loss. But no, no major drama there for me. I hope you're not feeling panic. One of the things that, uh, you know, we continue to talk about is, you know, economists and, and, and investing and, and what, what's working and what's not working. Into you know, the IMF meetings going on, the you know, European leaders, what are we going to get out of those in the coming days? You know, a bigger firewall to protect. A lot of people understand Europe, a lot of people don't understand Europe. I'm not smart enough to say I got every issue, you know, in my head. I think the market understands Europe more and more these days. It understands that the problem in Spain is not austerity, that their solution is growth. Whereas with Greece, we had to go to the austerity angle. The European Central Bank has done its part in terms of providing key money to domestic banking systems in Spain. The ECB is going to be constrained in the future by the report that inflation in Europe is running above its target. So there's different countries that are having problems in Europe. Greece, because they give too many free benefits away, promise too much that they can't deliver on. And Spain, they need some, some growth. So we're paying a lot of attention to Spain right now. For Americans to be worried about Spain, it's really a question of do you have policies in place that are going to give you modest but okay key in a rehabilitation in that market. So we watch. And again, we don't get too excited. We don't get too crafty. We don't get too greedy. We watch. Um... Economic slack likely to keep inflation expectations muted in the United States But not so much in Europe You're listening to me Rob Black You can find me online at robblack.com It's robblack.com You can find me On Twitter and YouTube Rob Black Show My webpage is robblack.com Feel free to drop me an email A lot of people think Best Buy is going to become a leveraged buyout. You know, only 55% of Americans think this...